Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a brain rewiring certified coach and human design expert. In this podcast, we talk about becoming the most kick-ass, unstoppable version of yourself, building a life of alignment and flow that you deserve, and taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at sandyyang.hd. Oh, we're podcasting again. Hey guys, I took another break for the last few weeks, but I'm back with a bang and I have so many juicy, great interviews that I'm excited to share with you with awesome people that I am excited to introduce to you. So we are back on that weekly release. And to start off, we have Ariana Joy in today's podcast. Okay, let me tell you about this girl. We randomly met through Instagram. We are both really into human design and is a big part of our work. So we got to talking. She also has a podcast and asked me to be on it as a projector. I was like, oh, I'm so invited. And she seemed chill. So why not? We clicked so well. I loved talking to her. I thought her energy was so vibrant and radiant and contagious. Basically what generators are like when they are in alignment. So Ariana is a human design reader and a copywriter. She has a blog and podcast called Just Follow Joy. She is really passionate about human design and she is obviously very much about people following their strategy and authority and creating a life that is full of joy and ease. That is basically what will happen when you embody more of your human design, specifically by following your strategy and authority. Ariana is a generator and the strategy for a generator is to really tune into their sacral center. So in case you're not familiar with the centers, the sacral center is located in your lower abs. It's similar to when people say, follow your gut. It is a physical pull to go for something or a physical resistance towards something. So generators are designed to respond to what is being presented to them. It's like the universe is always sending them options. It's like their buffet and they just have to see what they have a response to. The whole saying, if it's not a fuck yes, is a no. That is basically what the generator strategy is about. On a high level, we dive deeper into this topic in the episode. We talked about manifesting. I mean, if you haven't noticed, human design is a huge tool for manifestation. And she gives a lot of good tips around following your gut. It is easier said than done, but she gives some juicy tips. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. You can connect with Ariana at JustFollowJoyHD on Instagram. And without further ado, enjoy the episode. This is the most generator moment ever. I was thinking like recently, I had this woman on my podcast named Nick Frick, and she is going live, I think on the 8th. And she helps people find the next job that like really lights them up and fulfills them. when they don't know what they want to do next. So like they know they want to leave their job, but they're just not quite sure what they want to do next. And so I was like, that's really cool. I really like that. And I was like, cause that's so my jam. I love talking about stuff like that because that's where I was at as a generator. We often, and non-specific manifester, we don't really know where we're going most of the time. It's like, we're built for uncertainty. And so I talked to her about that. And then I had my reading with Caitlin and I was like, oh, Caitlin, this is really interesting because Caitlin's just doing like this short session with um, looking at like a specific question people have in their business. So she's not doing like a full astrology reading for them. It's just like, you bring your specific question for an hour. We talk about this. And I was like, I should do that. I mean, I don't like, cause when I give someone a full human design reading, like it's awesome, but there's not a lot of time to talk about a specific question you have about like your business. And a lot of people who come to me are business owners or people who want to make a career shift. And this girl, so I was like, yeah, I really want to give those readings. And I kept being like, why am I not putting this up on my site? I like 
can't, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the right moment. Maybe I'll get to it. And then out of the blue, this girl reached out to me who was in my sorority, who I went to college with. I haven't talked to her for years. And she was like, hi, Ariana. Like I've seen, I've been seeing what you've been doing with your business. That's really cool. I really want to make a career shift, but I don't know what I want to do next. Do you think human design could help me? And I was like, yes. ever. I was like, absolutely. And I was like, you know, I don't know if you're ready for this right now, but I am offering shorter sessions just for this. And she was like, hundred percent, I'm interested. And so that was really cool. And I have that first one coming up. It was so organic. Um, did not expect that at all, but it's, it's a very generator thing of like, huh, that's a cool idea. Okay. And then it comes to you and you're like, ah, there you go. Yeah. I feel that. I feel the response. I love that so much. Cause I was just recording a podcast on somebody else's podcast. She's a splenic one, three projector. And mm. she was working with like functional nutrition, like health and wellness. And she really was just like feeling this itch to like shift her niche into human design. She like did the training and everything. And like, um, I don't know, she just kept like having people come up to her and be like, have you ever thought of just like shifting your business to human design? And like, when she was like, you know, you know, she was, she's a splenic, right? So it's like, oh, it comes up and then you're not necessarily ready to go for it. It will come up again and again. And when she finally made the shift, it's like the stars just aligned. People would find her, you know, obviously like through Instagram these days, but also just like from her website, like who finds people through websites anymore? You know what I mean? <laughs> no one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she was just like getting those random bookings from people she's never met. And she just felt like, wow, I'm, I'm like being like invited. She felt so like aligned. Um, so yeah, that very inflow moment is pretty fucking magical. It's amazing. Right. And you know, that's not the first projector I've heard that from. I actually have a friend named, um, Mara Medi. She runs a site called, um, creative collective LA and she does human design readings and she's a projector and she was telling me actually she lives in Encinitas we should all hang out sometime yeah (laughs) but um she was telling me that she still she like does not market herself at all people reach out to her like I reached out to her I found an article and then that's how we're friends I just randomly reached out to her but she has people coming to her all the time through her site for readings. She was like, I don't, I literally don't market myself at all. And it's, they find her through her website. It's just so funny. She doesn't post on Instagram. She's like so inactive. And I'm like, are they, are you still getting readings? She's like all the time. <laughs> That's pretty dope. I need yeah. to know what she's doing. Yeah. Me but that's, okay. yeah. Anyways. Ariana, so excited for this recording. Um, it's been a long time coming. I know. I'm really excited. <laughs> Okay, we've been talking for a while, um, but like I want to start off this conversation officially with some rapid fire questions. I've been like wanting to do that forever. Oh my God. I'm so, I love being asked questions. I'm a Libra, so I usually ask other people questions, but I, I love, <laughs> I love being asked questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your birthday is coming up. Yep. October 18th is my birthday. Woo. Okay. So first question, how do you start your day? Mm, coffee immediately wasn't immediately. your coffee <laughs> caffeine <laughs> it's just black coffee if I'm getting um if I'm having iced coffee which is like that's really me taking a risk because I can get jittery as hell um it's gonna have some soy milk in it but usually if it's just a hot cup of joe which it is from like October 1st on then it's just some black coffee I I actually also do that too but you put like, you put cool stuff in your coffee. Cause I watch your Instagram stories and it's always, you're always experimenting or like adding some cool juju magumbo mushroom thing to it. Do you use the mushroom stuff? Um, I used to, but um, have you ever like experienced like this phase in your life where you'd feel um, kind of like just wanting to try everything. And I know some people who are like in the wellness space have like experienced this too. Like you go through this phase where you're like learning about new products and then you just like want to try everything that's going to make you feel better. This is the most one three thing ever. (laughs) So um, I've like tried a lot of things. I've tried like, you know, lion's mane, cordyceps and stuff like that in my coffee. Um, And I've tried like the bulletproof thing. I've 
added like, you know, um, have you ever heard of mud water is like this cacao chai, a bunch of spices. So um, right now I'm very good with just black coffee, maybe with some flax milk, not really into the oat milk, but just like a tiny splash to just make it a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, this is so funny because <laughs> it, you saying like, do you ever like really learn a lot about something and then you have to go experiment and try it out? I was like literally the most one, three profile thing I've ever heard. Okay. Say. I would spend so much money <laughs> on just like wellness products. I was like really frustrated. I just want to feel better. But um, mm-hmm. now I'm like in a way better place in my life. I'm just like, oh, black coffee is cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that too. I think especially when people start um, diving into wellness or it's kind of like when they dive into spirituality and they're like, I'm going to go at everything with like this Aries mentality of like, get it done. And like even meditation, like I will meditate. Like I will, <laughs> I'm going to meditate the fuck out of this meditation. You know? <laughs> like make yes. it happen. I'm going to win at spirituality. I think a lot of us at first when it's like wellness, we go like whole hog, especially because like we want we want to feel better, like you said, and we know that it can help us. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Where do you get your coffee from? <laughs> um, have you ever been to Lofty? Oh, yes. Um, no. Well, I haven't been, but I've heard it's like a good place in like I- North County, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. They actually, they have locations all over. They have them in downtown San Diego too. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh my, it's, I'm such a light roast person. Like my mom wants to barf whenever she sees like, or tastes light roast coffee. She loves like the really dark one, but I am all for it. I'm all for what she calls millennial coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I, oh, I'm like an extra dark roast actually. Mm, I can totally see that for you. Oh, really? How so? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just seem more grounded than I am, I guess. <laughs> so I can imagine you wanting like deeper, earthier tones in your coffee. Oh, I, I like how dark it is and how like strong it tastes. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. very extreme, actually. Okay, <laughs> next question. What is a topic you are passionate about right now? I know you're passionate about human design, but like, is there something you're just like very into right now that you're like deeply like researching, reading about, like wanting to talk about? That's a good question, actually. Um, researching, thinking about, let me, actually, I know that you put this in the talking points. So I have to kind of think about it because most of what I am like really, really interested in does have to do with like personal development. Yeah, so, same. I am really into, oh no, I know what I'm getting into more of now, um, is working with angel guides. I actually just heard a podcast on this and now I'm like, I'm like real interested in how I can make that happen. So I don't know if I've been like researching it a lot, but I've definitely been trying to use that more like in meditation, um, and using that as a way to, to guide me to decisions or at least you know, feel more supported. I I'm really into that right now. <laughs> Wait, tell us more. That sounds so intriguing. Yeah. So I listened to, um, a podcast by this woman named Natalie. I don't remember her last name right now, but she, she runs soul shine astrology. And she was talking about how, um, you know, working with, angel guides, it can, it can be a lot easier than we think, you know, you really just, all you have to do is ask. And then she was talking about like how specific angels have specific themes. Oh, like um, archangels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so funny because, um, sometimes I'm trying to like open a jar, like everyone who, you know, is kind of like working with like spirit guides and stuff, you know, like Archangel Michael, cause like everyone starts off with Archangel Michael. Um, and, um, when I was just like dipping my toes into this, I'm like, this is a little weird. And yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like trying to open this jar and it was so tight. I'm like, okay, Michael, like help me out. <laughs> and I opened it. I think, yeah, they can help you with anything. The woman I was listening to is like, they've helped me make meals that make me feel good or like that taste really good. They've guided me to great recipes. So there's so many ways that they can help. But actually, you know, I want to, I want to amend this a little bit because really what I want to say I'm really passionate about is manifestation. Like I've just been like so deep into that recently and I've always loved manifestation, but I'm learning so many different parts of it right now. 
And it is just, it's lighting me the fuck up and I love it so much. And like detachment, I'm super, super, super excited to teach people about like detachment <laughs> and how it that can is you. a loaded topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Manifestation is interesting. Um, yesterday I saw like on Facebook, somebody asked like, does anyone here believe in manifestation? And I'm just like, that is like, do you believe in like setting goals and achieving them? It's just like setting goals and achieving them, but with like more energetics involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, how do you first come across manifestation? That is a great question. Um, and really, if I'm being honest, it goes back to when I was like 11, because I learned, I didn't really understand the word manifestation, but my mom um, got the movie, The Secret. And she, oh my God. yeah, yeah I know. I know it was opened the door for most of us. Right. Um, and she made me watch it. She was like, Ariana, this is going to be really amazing. We should watch it. And I was, I was very much a no kid. I was like, Nope, I don't want to do that. Don't want to do it. Not interested. And, but we watched it and I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. So, I mean, obviously I was 11, so I didn't really understand it to the extent that I understand it as a 25 year old, <laughs> but, um, I was, it always stuck with me, you know, like envisioning what you want, making a vision board, holding on to what feels good. And then as I grew up understanding, you know, the law of attraction is like attracts like, and then there are laws of detachment. So, you know what you want, but then you don't come at it from a place of, of scarcity, or, I mean, that's not exactly the law of detachment. That's more like you have it and then you let it go and you let the universe take care of it. But yeah, it was really a journey starting from a very young age. And then I came back to it when I read, um, Gabrielle Bernstein's book, spirit junkie. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. This is a different take on manifestation. And it really opened up my eyes to not to manifestation, not being like this bowling alley of like, I want this thing, I get it. And then it just, or like, it just shows up in my life. Like there are so many different ways manifestation can work because the way I explain it to people, it's, it's very similar to what you were saying. I mean, most people see manifestation as this thing where it's like, um, I want this thing. And then it just shows up in my life or I don't have to do anything. Or I just, it just, it's like magic. And sometimes it is right. Especially depending on your energy type and human design, um, it might show up in a way that seems more magical, but the basis of manifestation is really taking energy inside of you and then creating on a plane outside of you, whether that is through work and kind of quote unquote, making it happen for yourself and reaching a goal that way through inspired action, or you line up with what you want and the universe says, oh, okay, well, you can receive this. You don't actually have to take a lot of action to make this happen. We can bring this to you. Like whatever it is, it's expressing energy through yourself and then it lining up in the outside world and showing up for you. So, yeah. I love that explanation. It's so grounded and like actionable. Um, I also like get really frustrated when I see like mumble jumble manifestation content on Instagram. It just feels like, like, this is why I feel kind of icky when I say the word manifest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it comes from almost seeing manifestation from only one side where if you think about the word manifest, really, like if you looked it up in the dictionary, it means to like make happen. Yeah. to create a reality from, and that's where manifestation really comes from. So if you understand that basis and that basic definition, it's going to feel less icky. Cause you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Of course you do have to believe in a lot of energetics for it to, to really make sense to you and feel like it could be real. And, you know, obviously you and I do believe in that sort of thing. We believe in the power of energy and that things might happen when we don't see them in front of us. But I think it, yeah, it helps to understand it that way. I don't know anyone who doesn't believe in like energetics. You hear people say like, oh, like there's a vibe, like there's like, that's what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny because people will believe in it until they can't see, like they can't see it or like consciously feel it anymore here on the 3D plane. So yeah, I think you're right. It's funny. Most people do believe in it, even if they don't really realize they believe in it, especially people who are more masculine minded and more here in the present of like, I only believe in what I can see because I can, I can think of a lot of people who 
do actually speak in terms of energy, but they don't realize it because they see themselves as someone quote unquote logical. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, what's funny. Um, one of my closest, um, dude friends, he's like, you know, an engineer, super linear. Um, he is a self projective five, one projector. So he is quite like, uh, empathic and he, can actually he's like low-key really psychic he just doesn't know yeah you've told me about him that was insane (laughs) like he'll know when someone's leaving a company or something yeah he's like I just like no and he'll be like that guy is leaving soon or these two people are hooking up (laughs) (laughs) I'm like how do you know you know I kind of just do I kind of just do yeah and like for me I I mean I'm not gonna say I always know this But one of my gifts is kind of knowing when people are going to stay together in a relationship or when they're not going to. Um, And and it's really hard when you um, care for them. Um, It's like you you shouldn't say anything because it's like their own timeline and their own experiences. And they have like a lesson to learn there. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I think as a 5-1 personally, and you as a projector, that's an important lesson for us because we can see when things are burning down. <laughs> and like It's kind of like, does anyone else see this? Or am I, are we all just going to stand in this burning building together until we can't stand it anymore? Um, but yeah, you do have to let people just kind of, kind of go Their through own it. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm so like passionate about manifestation too. Um, So I found human design to be tremendously helpful in the manifestation process. Obviously there's like, you know, basic things like you have to shift your frequency or like align your beliefs to, you know, being alignment to what you are calling in and like making space for it, expanding your consciousness or like what you believe to be possible. Those are like really basic things, but um, just like learning about my energy type and profile specifically was a game changer. Absolutely. And this is what I love to tell people. I think what I didn't realize for a long time is human design is basically a manifestation guide that just tells us people manifest differently than we think. Um, Like each person kind of, each energy type has its own manifestation style. Like that's what your strategy and authority are for basically. Um, Because when they say like it helps reduce resistance in your life, what it means is it helps you get to your goals more easily or make what you want happen in your life more easily. And again, that's manifestation. It just shows up differently for different people. Like if you're a generator or um, if you're a projector or a reflector or an MG, pretty much anyone but a manifester, (laughs) most of of that is going to show up in like the typical way that manifestations would come into your life because we're receivers. Um, It doesn't mean we can't take action. It doesn't mean we can't do things. That's far from the truth, but it it is going to come to us most of the time. And um, yeah, but the thing is what, like you were saying, like the basics of law of attraction, they apply to everybody. Like, like attracts, like change your frequency, be act as if all of those things can apply to everybody. But if you expect it to show up in the same way for you as it will for somebody else, like the way I create results is not going to be like my former boss, who was a manifester, who was like, this has this like Phoenix rise from the ashes story of like, (laughs) I knocked on every door and I called, um, she called, uh, the, CEO Charlotte Roos or like the that she worked with them basically because she called him so many times that he called her back and said I am calling you back because I want you to stop calling me <laughs> and then she started and they started working together so she manifested that through that inspired action she was like no I know I know that I have this vision it's it's so manifester like I know I have this vision and I'm going for it and I have blinders on and I'm making it happen and for a generator that's not gonna work as well I mean like it doesn't mean you're never gonna see results from it but wouldn't you rather wouldn't you rather have things be easy? I know I would. <laughs> Same. And yeah. like, it's interesting for the manifester because it's like, they just have that strong urge that it feels not right to just like not do anything about it. Exactly. And for a generator, it's like this, put, and I, I really, I'd actually love to hear what this is like for you as a projector, but as a generator, it's like, I'm trying to like cultivate and push forward this energy. That's just not there. Like it's, it feels so unnatural. Um, but most of us have been conditioned to believe that if you don't go make it happen, how is it ever going to, how is it ever going to happen? Because again, there's that linear thinking that can very much work for a manifester. They're not even always linear either because they're so spontaneous, but 
it's, um, that's just not going to work for like a generator. That's not the way our aura is built at all. And once we accept that it makes life a lot easier, but I'm really interested. How, how does that feel for you as a projector when you try to like make something happen? Hmm. Well, I try to make something happen. It's almost like it's guided by my uh, defined G center that I'm like, okay, this is like the path. Like I'm meant to go down this. So it's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna like go do it and um, kind of just like see how things respond back, like how people like respond to me, whether like, like when I first decided, okay, I'm gonna shift my niche to human design as a coach and like, you know, I was getting a lot of likes on Instagram and people were like really interested and like, what the heck is this? You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. does it make me feel invited and recognized? That's like my um, kind of like my sign. But I, I'm saying like, when you try to like push something or force something, how does that feel with like, basically when you're trying to act like a manifester, but you are a projector, like, how does that feel to you? inside of your body like does it not feel right because it does not feel right to me as a generator it feels exhausting yeah it's like I don't think that answered it very well but um when I'm just like pushing to make things happen oh like we were talking um yesterday over like dms I think you were talking about how when you kind of like let yourself approach your task with ease you got more done and it didn't feel as hard. That is really like what I'm looking to embody more in my day to day. Yeah, I love that. And no, you did answer it. You're like, it's exhausting. <laughs> and I think what's funny is it's so interesting to me for projectors. Like when you feel into a situation, it's very much like you can, you guys can pick up on whether or not what you're going to say or do or act on is going to be well-received um, once you tune into that. But um, what's funny to me is I find that more projectors have to, maybe it's because of your undefined sacral center, which like not knowing when enough is enough. But what I hear more is like projectors will just kind of go for something and then they'll be like, they'll look back and say, oh, that was exhausting to me. And then think, oh, okay, that's why that wasn't the right way for me to do that. You know, that wasn't in line with my, my strategy. Because I mean, personally, most projectors I know are highly ambitious or like highly driven. Um, they don't always want to do a lot of work, but they, they are hard. I mean, cause like who, if you're a non-sacral being, it's fine. Like who once said, like, if we're being honest, non-sacral beings would really rather not do work. And that's, fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I want to like hammer a lot of things down, I definitely have to like manipulate my external environment. Um, like I would put on like motivational stuff Um, and that is like really activating or you know work next to someone with a defined sacral um so like with like when I'm just like by myself I'm like really really mellow Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but um you're also an energy projector too so that's we talked about that on my podcast but it makes a lot of sense like energy projectors have it's exactly what it sounds like they have more of like a motor to get stuff done too yeah, and I feel like the um, the not knowing enough is enough is actually like even more confusing sometimes. Yeah, because <laughs> I know, I know, I have to be a no person a lot of the time as a generator, which is unfortunate. Okay, tell us but... more about that. That would um, I think would be really helpful for a lot of like um, sacral beings to know. Yes, absolutely. Well, the first most important thing to know is that life force energy, which is what we create, is so precious, but we, if we allow too many no's into our life, we are draining ourselves and the life force energy will go to that. No, our life force energy will go to the things that we say we're going to do if we do them, but we're, it's, it's just going to drain us by following the no's. And the way that our aura works as a generator is it's like, it's the typical idea of what an aura is. It's like circular around us. It's called open and enveloping because it invites things in to be responded to for you to give a yes or a no to, and it happens all the time. But that aura only has room for so much stuff. You can think of it that way. So if you keep saying yes to no things as a generator, you're going to clutter up your aura with all these no's and you're going to notice that you're exhausted. You're unhappy. You're drained, maybe resentful of all those things that you said yes to that were no's for you. So as a generator, when that whole, that saying where it's like saying no to someone else is saying yes to yourself is so true for us. And 
an example. So actually my friend is a manifester and her, her boyfriend's a manifesting generator. And she was like, you and Jake are so similar because like you both really know like your boundaries. You both really know how to say no to stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And, and he and I are both kind of like, we look like no people compared to her because she like with her design, she's built to not know when enough is enough. So she's very much a yes person and she loves to go do stuff. And she loves like, I want to go here. I want to do that. I want to do this. Thing. Like, I want to, like, I want to follow this impulse and that impulse. And she'll be like, do you want to go out to this thing? He'll be like, no, because <laughs> he knows. He knows his boundaries and he knows that when he's saying no to that, he's saving his energy to go be with her and do things or do whatever it is that really lights him up with full force and being fully present there and being with energy that's going to actually help him and everybody else. Because as generators, when we say yes to things that are no, we don't just drain ourselves. We drain our life force energy, which creates the life force energy field for everyone in the world. So basically what I say is if we live in a world of unhappy generators, we live in an unhappy world. Yes. So, oh my yeah. God. That's so true. Yeah. Um, I love <laughs> how you like describe all of that. Can you kind of elaborate on life force energy, how that feels for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, since I am a generator, I don't know how it feels to people who are not a generator. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know what it feels like for you. Right. After being around generators, like, you know what it feels like being around a generator who's lit up. Yeah. So as a generator, how it feels for us is basically just, Oh my God, I'm going to be so excited. feels like we, or when you're a generator and you're filled with life force energy, it comes from saying yes to yeses yes to things that excite you. Yes. To things that feel like this. Oh my God. Yeah. And you'll know because it's something that'll make you like expand or open up or lift up or like feel like this really happy, giddy baby. Sometimes it's almost like you feel so happy. You don't feel like you should be allowed to feel that happy. Like this is so such unadulterated joy. And sometimes it's just, Oh yeah, that's the one that I want to do. Oh yeah. That. So it's, um, things that feel like a yes, or feel like a desire you know, because the sacral center is connected to our desire. And that's why we know what we want. And we know when we don't want to put our energy somewhere. So life force energy is that feeling of like overflowing bubbly champagne, excited to like live, excited to live, excited to be here. Like life is magical. This is magical. Like whatever that is for you. Um, but that's, that's life force energy. And then when you create that for yourself. The best part is that you don't have to use all of that for you. Like that overflows and other people get to fill their cup from that. So I know this apply, this saying applies to everybody, fill your own cup first. And you can't help anybody from when you have an empty cup, like you can't fill anyone else's cup if yours is empty, but it's particularly for, true for generators because we depend on generators and manifesting generators so much to create that life force energy that everyone else in the world gets to ride and use and um, use to hit their own goals. So yeah, I mean, that's what it feels like for me. What, is, what does it feel like for you to be around a generator who's creating life force energy? Hmm. Like, I think you're a really good generator. And like I said, like when I'm by myself, I'm pretty mellow. And like, when I'm talking to you, I'm like, yes, like, I'm excited. I want to like, keep doing this. I want my day to like, feel like this, you know? So oh, really like when a generator <laughs> or MG like say yes and like choose you, like everyone is like benefiting. 100%, yeah. Have you ever been in a place where you just felt frustrated generally, like overall? Yes. Absolutely. Um, that was most of my career before what I do now and even going into what I do now. So when I first was looking for, so at my old job, I was like, you know what, this is a good job. I really love the people I work with, but this is just not right for me. And I was, it wasn't really frustration. I didn't feel like frustrated at that, but I did feel like it wasn't right. And I felt drained. I felt really unhappy. Um, and technically that's a form of frustration because the word frustration, it, it's not just like, Oh, I feel like I'm hitting my head against a yeah, wall. It's like stagnant. It's stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. It basically means your energy is being frustrated. Like it's, it's being blocked from going to the places that it needs to go. So even if you're working all day or you're doing a lot, it feels like none of this flowed to anything that feels good to me. I don't feel like I moved forward. I don't feel like I was productive or, you know, cause really at our core generators do like to be productive it can, it's just, it depends on what it is because what 
looks like, what is productive to us doesn't always look like quote unquote work to other people, but it technically is us expending our energy is work. So in my, in my job, I was like really unhappy and drained, even though I had a great boss and I had a great team and what I was doing technically was what I said I wanted to be doing all the time, which was copywriting. Um, but when, so there was that. And so when I left that and was like starting my new work, I was getting frustrated because I was trying to do a bunch of things that didn't work for me as a generator. I was trying to make stuff happen. I was in my head all the time. I was trying to, as a non-specific manifester, see everything laid out in front of me, which just does not work for us because we can't, we can barely see 10 feet ahead of us. Like you ask me what my goal is for the end of the quarter. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know what I'm having for lunch. So I can't tell you what I'm, what the goal is for the end of the quarter. You got to keep it open. So I was trying to do things in all these ways that just didn't work for me because I thought I should. I was very much, I also have an open um, bind and crown center. So when an idea or something like, basically when I get up into my head, I can swirl around there forever until I have like break down and cry. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And it's my job to drop down into my body. So frustration for me was actually was banging my head against a wall being like, I don't understand. Why isn't this working? I'm doing everything. It's I think really I should. Um, frustrating and confusing is like, I thought I was like an ambitious human who was excited for the future, but then I don't care my, about my goals for next quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have an undefined heart center. Actually, I have a completely open heart center. Same. So yeah. Oh, we talked about that. I forgot about that. Um, and that means that for you and I, like when someone kind of, ch- like we're not naturally here, like we don't naturally feel like we have to prove ourselves, but when we're around other people who have a defined heart center or someone who like kind of questions us and our worth, especially for me around my business, um, I, that's when I kick up to my head. I'm like, how can I prove you wrong? How can I prove that I am enough? How can I prove that I can make enough money with my business to show you that it's viable to show you that I am viable and that I'm worthy. Like anyone can have worthiness problems, but people with open heart centers, um, or undefined heart centers in particular, we have issues with showing our worth through what we create and what we do and what we achieve on the physical plane and material plane. So for example, like this guy that I don't, I'm not really friends with him. He's friends with my friends. And he walks over to me one day. He's always been like very clearly doesn't understand what I do. And that's fine. But, you know, he's never run his own business. He's never, he's just, he talks out of his ass basically. And he came over to me at one point point. he was like, Ariana, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah, obviously, of course. And he goes, so what exactly do you do in a week for work? And does that really make you enough money to support yourself? He was drunk, by the way. And <laughs> he's been but, meaning to ask. He's been wondering. Oh, drunk words are sober thoughts, let me tell you. <laughs> and he and I was like, yeah, I mean, I I do. I do human design readings. Um, I do a lot of marketing and that's, you know, I'm a copywriter. So I'm passionate about that. I do do some done for you copywriting for specific people. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the copywriting. Then you'll be fine. And I was like, okay, great. Like it, you know, it's just things like that. People who don't, for me at least understand why or how I'm doing what I do. I start being like, I have to prove to you in this like masculine way here in the 3d world of showing you exactly what I can create. Um, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but when he said that I was, I didn't realize it, but I was letting that kind of get to me. And recently, oh, this is why I said this because recently I was realizing that's why I was getting into frustration because I had my eyes on the prize. I was putting blinders on. I was like, I need to cut out all the, all the bullshit. That's not actually making me money or like wasting my time, which as a generator is not a good idea because if it's bringing you joy, then it's not a waste of time, even though it doesn't seem connected all the time. To what I your goal so is. resonate with this. I was actually, um, so something I'm like obsessed with about is, um, like neuroscience and specifically Andrew Huberman's work. So he talks a lot Mm. about like dopamine and like managing that and optimizing the level of dopamine. So obviously like when you have a release, you're like um, feeling like motivated and like happier. Um, So when we actually like drink coffee, that like triggers a release and that makes us more focused and motivated. And like he was on this show called Impact Theory. So they were talking about how like really like people who are um, successful like and build like 
big things and continue to be successful and build like one thing after another, they find joy when they are showing up, when they're like, you know, moving forward, they're not attaching that joy or celebration to the end product. And we can get carried away so often, especially as like business owners, just like, oh, I'll be happy when I hit this goal. I'll be happy when I have like, I don't know, um, make like 50K a year, wait, a month. Um, So that's actually like counterproductive. Mm. For generators, yes. Getting, we're built for the now as generators. Um, which can be hard for some people with defined mind centers because they love like thinking about things logically. They love diving in deep to like possible scenarios and things like that. Uh, I don't have a defined mind center, so I don't like doing that. That actually causes I feel like me a lot of stress. <laughs> if you have that, that can yeah. lead you to overthinking very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not necessary because the mind is not a decision maker, no matter what your energy type, yeah. no matter like if you bring, take nothing away from human design, it's that one, everyone's different. And two, our mind is not our decision maker. It's in your body. Trust your body. Um, but for generators specifically, what I want to say is that we are creators in the now. So we respond in the now with our sacral. We respond. I mean, we don't always take action on it. If you're an emotional generator or a manifesting generator, you know, you might have a yes, but give yourself time to come back to that before you maybe take action. But as you know, if you're a sacral generator like me, that means that we get a yes in the now. We know which way we're going after that. Yes. We don't know where it's going to take us always because our body often knows so much more than our mind does. Like our mind thinks it knows everything, but our mind only knows what it knows. It doesn't know what it doesn't know. And so it'll look at like, here's the stuff that's here in front of me, like working based off of that, what makes sense. And you know, sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes you do need to know everything consciously that you need to know to make a decision, but that doesn't mean you always do. Sometimes your body is picking up on a wisdom that your mind could just never know. Um, and things are unfolding before us that we don't know about. So as a generator, it's so important. Detachment's just so important. Um, especially in creation. I feel like you're a business owner or something because you might get a yes to create something. You're like, I don't get why that would help me get to my goal at all. But it's sort of like this garden path taking you to where you want to be. You just, you can't always see where it's going. So your joy is always, you know, a signpost for you. And that's why you have to live right now and be detached from the outcome. Like you were saying, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't have an outcome in mind or like you can't have a goal, but you have to know that your actions aren't always going to look like they're directly connected to your goal. And that's definitely the case for me. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Um, it's like this real time inner compass. I wish. I have sometimes. Um, and I love how you like kind of like go about detachment is like, okay, I'm going to like trust my body's wisdom and just like take one step at a time. Um, I feel like that definitely tastes like almost like a jumping off a cliff sort of uh, courage and just like experimenting and like let that trust muscle grow. Mm-hmm. Being a generator is one giant trust fall with life. It's like you fall and you, once you jump, you fall and you just keep calling, falling forever and you get caught by little nets along the way. And then that net drops (laughs) as soon as you have to take the next leap and then you just fall into the next net, (laughs) but you are continually developing trust with life as a generator. And it's, it's really the same thing as a projector, to be honest, because we're, we're receiving types. So Yeah, definitely. Okay. This conversation has been so great so far. Um, (laughs) You talked about um, doing copywriting. So tell us like how that works for you and how do we kind of like align our marketing strategy and copy with our design? Mm, Love this. I love this topic so much. So as a copywriter, like this was the first thing I was doing when I was, I was giving human design readings. And then also, um, I was at the time, I don't do done for you copy as much anymore, but I was one of the biggest things that bothered me about marketing and copywriting as a business owner or someone who was doing this for another business owner was you get so much messaging. Um, and a lot of it is subconscious that there is one way to do this. There's one way to do this and be successful. You have to have this strategy. You have to niche down. You have to give the people what they want. So much of that is bullshit, depending on who you are. It is not, it's not cookie cutter. 
at all. And it really upset me. It's always really upset me to see it that way. Cause I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense because this person over here is doing things differently. You're just trying to mute them because it doesn't line up with what you think that process should look like of getting to a goal especially in marketing, you know, that's, that's a lot in bro marketing. It's like, there's this one way dude. And it, this really pissed me off because I think a, anyone who's not a manifester should hear this is just because it's not working. Like something you're doing isn't working. Doesn't mean it's because you're doing it wrong and just not trying hard enough. Maybe the principle, maybe the strategy isn't working, not you. And so as a generator, like basically so much of what's going to work for us in marketing and copywriting first off is really energetic. So it actually doesn't always matter what you write or the exact words you use. It has to do with whether or not you're really loving what you're doing. But that means that if a strategy doesn't make us feel good, then it's probably not going to work for us. We're going to be putting so much energy into something that should work and it's just not going to. And that can really bum so many generators out because they're so frustrated. They're like, I'm working so hard and I hate this and it's still not working. And that's, you know, it's not just generators. Projectors can feel super unheard when they're trying to force stuff. And they're like, what's the point? No one's going to listen to me anyway. You know, reflectors can be like, literally, who am I? I want to change my voice all the time. And I'm afraid no one's going to listen to me if I'm not super consistent, like they tell me I should be. And then manifestors even have issues too, because they're afraid of driving people away. Some of them have been told like, you are way too much, or they just get that, that feeling from people. Like if they tell people, like if they invite, not invite people to do something, but if they reach out to someone, like as if they're forcing people and most of them, like manifestors don't really like controlling people. They get a bad rap because, you know, for thousands of years, they were oppressors. <laughs> That's just <the> way, <laughs> it's just kind of the way life works. We have to forgive them now. Um, but, you know, a lot of them have been told like, well, if I show up as like who I fully am, I'm, I'm going to drive people away. It's going to be way too much. And they're going to feel forced to do things. Um, but none of that is true. Everyone can lean into their energy type and who they are to make something work for them. Because I was just thinking about this yesterday, honestly, in a world now where so many people are in the online space, so many people are promoting what they do. And so many people honestly are doing the same thing, which isn't a bad thing. Um, your biggest asset, whether it's in your business as a whole, or specifically in your marketing is embracing who you are and using that, not just in your identity, not just in your branding, but in how you run your marketing too, because there's a gift in that, in the way your energy works. Wow. I love that so much because, um, I know a lot of like business owners and coaches struggle with copy and marketing, and it is so hard to do it from an inauthentic place. And you don't get recognized the way you, that feels right when you're inauthentic. Yeah. And especially for someone like you, Sandy, you have a defined G center. It's going to be, it's going to feel really shitty to be inauthentic people with defined G centers. Like it's just like, I know someone who has a defined G center and, um, she struggles with copywriting even for herself because she feels like deep in her, who she is, the core of who she is. Cause that's your G center. She feels like it's just kind of slimy and she hasn't seen a way to do it. And she has, there are other reasons why she doesn't think she could do it that way, but like, she hasn't seen any way to do it in a way that feels aligned and authentic for her. So it, it's hard for her to make that happen, but yeah, I know it's, it's yeah. <laughs> yes. That is so right. I'm like, when it doesn't respond well, I'm like, fuck, people don't like me. No one cares. Oh, you know, what's so interesting too, is that as someone with a defined G center, like apparently like, they do tend to actually take that a little more personally, not because they're like overly sensitive. It's because everything they create feels like an extension of themselves and their identity. Like they really identify with that. So people who have defined gene centers, when they create something, it's like you said, it can be like, oh, they didn't like this. Oh, they didn't like me because like they see their work as themselves, which is so yes. interesting and cool. <laughs> do you not have a defined G? Nope. I have an undefined G center and an undefined throat. And personally, I think that's actually what helps me be a good copywriter for other people. I, I can pretty, that's one of my gifts is taking on other people's voices and writing through that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so true. So how is it like being a, uh, having an undefined G, how does that feel like day to day? So you have to embrace the fact that you might 
feel like you have an entirely different identity from day to day. I mean, I'm, I'm always Ariana. I have a pretty strong identity and my sister, in fact, was pretty surprised to discover that she has a defined G center. And I don't because she's always seen me as the person who like stands out and is very authentically as like myself. And she is too. Um, but it's not that you're not who you are. It's just that you feel like you can reflect a lot of different parts of yourself, depending on who you're around. So I am really good actually at fitting into different groups. And I mean, I'm also a five one, so I have a lot of different kinds of friends, but then my open G center really helps me (laughs) kind of blend in with whoever I'm around. And in my marketing, it just, you know, like I, I've definitely looked through my emails and been like, whoa, I sound really different in some of these than I do in other ones. Like I sent out an email the other day about like, why can't we just let people shine and be confident and happy? Why do we have to always knock people down for that and call them arrogant? And I was like, did I write that? Like, this sounds like some manifest or anger in here. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, so you don't like do cop, wait, what is done for you copywriting? It's like mean. Yeah. So that's like what, when you think of a copywriter, like that's really just like what most people think of is like, they're doing all of the writing for you. So like they might come in and talk to you about like, okay, well, where are we taking this? Like they're, they're project copywriters basically. Um, and so for me, I, I teach copywriting now because I will do it like as a generator, I will only say yes to projects where I'm like, yes, I want to do that. And you know, what's so funny is like, as we go on, I had to really listen to my sacral center and like, I, I didn't understand it first. I was like, I really love copywriting. I, I don't understand why I don't really want to do this for people as much anymore. Cause it, frankly, it doesn't light me up as much as teaching it does, or as much as guiding people through it does, or giving them, you know, some on the spot help rather than like a long-term project. Um, and I had to listen to my sacral and just be like, you know what, it's just not really for me. And even when people would come to me, cause people still do come to me asking me for copywriting. And then I'm like, is this wait, is this a sign or is this a test of like listening to my sacral? Um, But most of the time it is a test because the times that I've said yes, even when it felt like, oh my God, this could be so great. Like, I think I, I think I could do this. The person has either rejected my quote or, you know, it just like hasn't lined up or I decided you like, and this is all recently, this has been happening more. Not always though. Like there are some people I know who I'm just like, absolutely give me, why have you not asked me to do this earlier? Like I'm going to do this for you now. Um, but most of the time it doesn't really work out because it was the universe being like, I'm going to send you a test. See if you listen to what your sacral center has been telling you. And then I'm like, yes. And it's like, no, the answer was no. Ariana, the answer incorrect. Space palm. <laughs> Minus five. <laughs> We're going to make you take this test again <laughs> um, until you graduate. And then you can go into the 12th grade finally. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what basically that was my long winded answer of uh, done for you copy, but I'm also a five one. So like I said, that that's the main reason why I like teaching more, you know, I'm, I'm here to do things on a, on a bigger scale. If I was something, if I was like a one, three, it might really work better for me to do that. Um, that like long-term coaching or something. And like, I'm definitely not putting that out of my, my view because I actually really like coaching, but to be honest, most people, they don't come to me to like have stuff done by me. They are attracted to me to learn stuff. That's what I'm always getting. Like if I get a compliment, it's always, you explained this very well, or you taught me this, or I learned this from you. Um, and yeah, so that's where I go with that. Oh, yes. You are like one of the most authentic people I know. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. So like, deeply. I kid you not in like this, like wellness, personal development, especially like leaning towards spirituality place is like, it's a lot. There are different personalities and some people just make it a little weird and a little embarrassing. Let me tell yeah. you. Oh my God. Yeah. There are some people. Okay. Yeah. Who you see online and you're like, dude, you're ruining this for all of us. I know. And like, so interesting. I went to like this, um, like a, almost like a networking event, not really like networking, like for a job or anything, but just like for people to connect. And my friend was like, oh yeah. Like tell them you work in spirituality. I'm like, I don't know if that's how I want to present myself. You literally never know how it's going to go over with people, right? Because it's kind of like with astrology, like there are some people who don't actually understand astrology, but get really obsessed with the idea that like, it can tell you who you're compatible with or like, who's your perfect match when, um, and then uh, when other people hear that, 
Like I actually, okay. I got this because I looked up an article once, like why do straight men hate astrology so much? Like it's usually like women and gay men who love it the most or yeah, people, members of the LGBT community, I should say. Um, and it was because, and like most of the answers, which was really fascinating to me was most men have had interactions with people who like astrology, who were also just kind of unhinged and like really didn't take astrology for what it is because it is such a complex system. Like people in astrology will tell me like, I don't know how you know so much about human design or how you get into human design because it is complicated. And I was like, bitch, have you seen a birth chart? You it's have. so complicated. You, it's so complex. And it goes way beyond what your sun sign is. Like, it's like, what is this like sextile? Like, oh my God, someone who's into astrology is probably just face palming so hard right now. Yeah, like, like the houses like, and sign, the, adjunct. the yeah. And like <laughs> it's the ridiculous. And it, it takes so much practice and so much finesse and ability to really interpret what's there. And then even then so much of it is subjective, like as human design experts, we're really, I don't know if I would call myself an expert, but human design you you are know, readers, thank you. But as human design readers, we're really lucky because human design was um, created not that long ago. So it's in fact, a lot more structured than a lot of astrology is because astrology can have, there are a lot of people who weigh in on it, but it's not actually super structured. Like there's so much room for interpretation with human design. There is a lot more structure. And we actually, as people moving into the new paradigm have to break out of some of the strictness of human design, in my opinion, and make it more holistic, which I think you and I both do really, which I like, but yeah. So you talked about you didn't like Miami, you didn't really like Florida. Um, mm -hmm. As a undefined G center person, like you know, so much of like being in alignment is being very picky about your environment and like the people you're with. So like, how does it feel when you're in the quote unquote wrong environment? Oh well, you know, it's funny as I used to question myself a lot about that because I, you and I both like we like working on our thoughts. We like changing our mindset. Right. So I had this idea in my mind. I don't know where I got this, but I was like, if I'm unhappy somewhere, like in a place, it's because I need to change my mindset. It's not, it, it's me basically. And human design taught me like, no, it's not you. Um, like you, you do pick up on the energy of a place probably more so than other people. Um, well, I mean, actually anybody like you could, as well, like you can pick up on the energy of a place and actually like as a defined G center, it'd be like, nope, think this isn't for me. Um, and they can actually know more quickly probably that a place isn't for them. But as someone with an undefined G center, like we just experience it a little bit differently where it's gonna like maybe show up in our body more. Like I think as an undefined, as a defined G center, it's more like my, my body is not leading me here, so goodbye. But as an undefined G center, it's like, Ugh, like something is off here and I don't know what it is. It's a vibe. Like just the energy of this place is so not making me feel good right now. It's not like it bumps up against something. It's like, I'm absorbing it. And suddenly I'm like, Oh, I don't, like, I can't good. pinpoint what it is, but it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you'd have to confirm this, but like for defined G center, but what I've noticed for them is like, they're just like, I don't like a hair. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's but just like, it's, for it's, me. yeah. It's I'm like a bounce. It's like, it, it's like, it bounces off of you and you're like, Oh, ew. Okay. No. But for us, it's like, we absorb it. And like, especially like reflectors will do this and it'll show up in their body through illness a lot of the time. But, um, for me, it's just kind of like, I just feel unhappy here. You know, I'm picking up on the energy and I'm unhappy here. And what's actually a cool thing though, about having an undefined G center is that, um, you know, that that's like the wrong place for you to be making a decision. Like if you feel bad there, they say that if the, um, for an undefined G center, if the place is wrong, the action is wrong. Like you're not going to find what you need in that wrong place. Um, but what's also really cool is that you don't have to go looking for the right place because people with defined G centers are fantastic at finding places and recommending them to, to people with undefined G centers. So, um, all of my friends, I have a lot of friends with undefined G centers because people who have defined G centers are usually attracted to people who don't have them defined. Like you find each other. It's, it's magnetism. It's all over human design charts for every center really. But, um, so all of my friends who have defined G centers are like constantly like 
basically creating itineraries for me. They'll be like, you should try this and this and do that. And, go and you here. just get oh to my respond. God. And I just get to respond. I'd be like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Like when we were in um, Key West, two of my, I was hanging out with my two friends who have to find G centers. And we're like, we're going to the Ernest Hemingway house. We're going to, um, uh, scuba dive and we are not going back to that Irish bar like we are not going there and he was actually me and my two other friends who freaking hated this Irish bar in Key West which shall not be <laughs> with, named, a passion. <laughs> with a passion my friend my friend Gillian was like why are there so many Irish bars in the Florida Keys we are so close to Cuba why she was like we can go to a million Irish bars back in San Diego why are we here but um yeah it's great so like it's especially as a generator and you have things brought to you all the time with an open G center, it just kind of magnifies that. So it's cool. So, so much of thriving as a generator has to do with being connected with your physical body. How do you recommend someone who is like maybe physically ill, um, feel kind of disconnected to themselves? How can they tap into this? Mm, I love that. Well, first off, you have to give your sacral room to respond. So that means that you have to first, I think a really good thing is to remove a lot of expectations about what it's going to, what it's going to say, because our minds can be like, no, I know like a really great example is actually from the human design textbook, um, where they're saying like a, a generator who's been a vegetarian for 20 years, once they finally tap into their sacral, they might be really surprised to hear themselves say yes to a steak. So if you are really so connected to your I don't know if this answers as much the question about the illness, which we can get to, but if you're so connected to your mind over your gut, then you're never, you're not going to hear what your gut is saying. And, and most of us are conditioned out of listening to what our gut is saying. So, um, it's really good. That's a really good first step is don't expect to know what the answer is. Just listen and then, and give yourself space to do that and slow down. So because your, your sacral is always talking to you, but you might have, been going so fast, you don't listen to it, or you're so used to not listening to it. Um, so slow down and hear what it says. And then another really, really helpful thing is that they actually say that the sacral only responds in uh-huh or uh-uh, which uh-huh is the yes and uh-uh is the no. So like we're really connected to sound that comes out of our sacral center as generators. Um, and basically a really, really good way to reconnect to that is start using uh-huh and uh-uh in responses. Oh, that's and very practical. Can, yeah. Yeah. So like, um, you actually, as a generator, you're probably doing it without realizing it already. Like someone says like, Hey, you want to go to the movies? And you're like, uh-huh. Or like, Hey, do you want to go to the movies? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so just notice when you're doing that and then start trying to use that more often. Um, and then another one is, sorry, I'm like blanking. I, I have so many around, around <laughs> this. It's so amazing. You can also start watching how you naturally move in regards to something. So especially if you're a manifesting generator, they tend to, um, often it's interesting because they have a defined throat, but they will often, instead of saying like, uh-huh, or uh-uh, like they'll feel themselves physically move towards or away from something, especially if they have a defined heart center that's connected to their throat. Um, so they'll either feel like a magnetic pull towards it or like be pushed away from it. And usually around the gut area. Um, and then listen to your desire, like listen to what you, like you want. Like, I think that is so important for generators to know is that like, they don't understand, most of us don't understand that our desires are actually like what brings us joy and like what we want to do. Like that's, that's your answer. Like, it's almost like excitement and joy can't be a good enough reason to do something. But like, if you feel it, if you really truly feel it around something, it, it's so easy to just go that way. If you let yourself. <laughs> Yes. And it's so interesting because I was talking to this other projector. She was like, work has been like really easy for me. I love my job. I make a good amount. I love it so much. And it's so easy that I feel like is wrong. And this is like how things should be like generators, MGs, like you are like you would be happy being productive and creative and be building shit. Like if you feel like you're a lazy person, maybe you just are not doing the right things. Oh, absolutely. I would say that it's just, you're not being lit up by what you want. So basically, I guess a better way of saying this is just know that what you want and what you desire, like, listen to that. That's the answer. So if you're wondering how to connect with your sacral, just 
what do you want to do? Do that. What makes you happy? Do that. (laughs) And like, you can start with like little things, like what do you want to eat for lunch and just like build that trust muscle. And like you said, um, your desires and what brings you joy is the answer. Sometimes it's not like the final destination is like, just like the bridge. Oh yeah. Because it's always step-by-step as that's a great point as a generator or manifesting generator, it's always step-by-step because again, you don't always know how it's going to be getting you to like what you want or even how it's connected. So yeah, it's probably, it, it might not be the end result, especially if you have an undefined G center and you don't know if you're always going to want to do that. And your identity is constantly changing and your interests interests are constantly changing. We're evolving beings, but yeah, that's a great point. Okay. So I love your business. It's called just follow joy. Um, obsessed. So how do you, I feel like we've talked about this a lot already. Um, how do you embody this concept, um, personally and in your business? Yeah, well, it's a lot of not forcing things just because they sound like they should work and instead just following joy. And honestly, like I, my business coach, every time I come to her with something, I'm like, I don't understand why it's working. Like, I don't know what to do next. She was like, do you have to read the title of your site? Like that's, that's the answer. Um, and so in a nutshell, that's, that's really what I do is I follow what makes me happy and feels good. And I cut out the stuff that doesn't. So I drop a lot of the shoulds. Um, which is a constant evolution for me. We have all been trained not to do that. And it's not just generators. We've all been shoulded on our entire lives. But so for me, it's really important that I I embody following joy in my business and use that as my business plan, because then I can show everybody else how it's possible. If that answers your question. So good. How can people connect with you? Um, well, they can come visit me on my site, justfollowjoy.com. Um, I also have an Instagram now. Sandy is actually one of the people who like helped me kind of get that going. She was like, do you have an Instagram page? She's like, no, she's like, well, you should. And I was like, oh, fine. Um, actually that's one thing I, I put off for a long time as a generator. Cause it wasn't lighting me up until it did light me up. Um, so you can find oh, me I love uh, that. there. Just like, oh, just like sometimes is like, um, it's just not the right time. Like the universe Mm -hmm. doesn't tell you no, it's like not right now or I have something better. And that's so applicable for generators and MGs. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing too. If you want to connect with your cycle, know that the answer might change later. So just, that's okay. It might be a, if it's a no now, might be a yes later and the reverse could be true. But anyway, so you can find me at um, justfollowjoyhd on Instagram and you can listen to me on my podcast, which is also surprise called Just Follow Joy. (laughs) consistency yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep okay i loved our conversation and cannot wait to hang out and um hopefully you will like record again soon you're such a vibe you are a vibe i freaking love you thank you so much for having me on that was a blast to record and edit hopefully you liked it um if you did share with a friend share on social media Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Send us a DM on Instagram letting us know what you think about it. We would love to hear from you. Okay, I know every podcast host says that, but it's true. Anyways, I hope you have a joyful, wonderful rest of your day. We will be back next week with another episode.